Hello and welcome to our podcast, Too Many Jams, a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those topics that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. On today's episode, we have my childhood friend Chris, and he's got a, a very interesting story about packing it all up and moving to South America. And I think towards the end of this episode, we hit some insane points. Um, he learned a lot and a lot of revelations that uh, it kind of blew our mind there. And also a cool announcement about his future uh, working with this show. Also, a little side note, we changed up uh, this episode. It's a little bit longer. We left in the edits. We left in the raw, the dirty uh, stuff. Some of our uh, listeners said they like it raw. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we hope that means that they wanted a little bit more uh, of the junk left in there. So we left this one uh, raw long and dirty and uh let us know if if this is what you want because we can also try to go the other route and edit a edit a bit more and make it cleaner and shorter so we need feedback but we're trying new things and finally we are also working on another giveaway so it's gonna be huge this one uh, we've put some put some thought into it and it may or may not include some extreme sports um it'll be fun that's It'll be announced in now, the next though. the next couple episodes Two, uh, so we have, we have more in a, in a uh, giveaway every episode as well we're working on. We yes. Big things coming. Big things coming. Uh, and on that note. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Jam on, Trav. Jam on, Wayne. Let's go. Holy shit, I hate those guys. Somebody help these 20 It's time to figure it out, Ricky. Don't touch me! Don't fucking touch me! Here's Skittles. What? Sorry. Sorry? Sorry. What? <laughs> What'd you actually say there? Sk Here's Skittles. Oh, Skittles. Yeah, it's this comedian Ron Funches. He does this joke, and then at the end of the punch, he just throws Skittles at the crowd. Here's Skittles! <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> We're not starting, are we? Uh, yeah. Well, it's... the, it's, the, the it's magic. Iron. Of, chop it up, we'll chop it up. The magic of editing, you can literally... Yeah. Now could be the start if you want. Whoa, right meow. Right meow. Or now. like Go. right now could be the yeah. start. <laughs> or now. Anytime, really. But also, you know, five <laughs> minutes from now yeah, yeah. could also Ten be the start. Doesn't really matter. No pressure. No we pressure. Could, we could uh, Quentin Tarantino this and make the end of the oh, start. Oh, shit. Cool. Oh, cool, cool, that'd cool, be a cool, cool. cool podcast yeah. idea. You know, backwards. Talk backwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Worst podcast ever. <laughs> Just put it in reverse, sir. You, you know, in how like those old recordings of the Beatles, yes, they like Floyd and stuff. Paul they talk about dead. how we spin, miss him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they spin their vinyl backwards and they have these messages. Yeah, that's freaky, man. It's so freaky. That's good banter Paul at the front dead. to we get miss him. You've heard that one? No, because there's a whole one? there's a whole theory that like oh Paul McCartney died and like they got us like some random twin brother guy to come in and. and one of the songs he played backwards says, Paul is dead. We miss him. You're like, oh shit. He's like a ghost or something. And on Abbey Road, the album, he's like not wearing shoes or something. And that was supposed yeah, to I mean something. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's also walking with a different foot forward. I don't know. I mean, can you actually hear? I've never actually played them. These, backwards? These recordings. Yeah. Can you? Can, well, the thing is, like, I think like I Googled them one time and like that could bit. just be someone yeah. doing that. Like, they could be like, yeah. they play it forward and then when they pretend to reverse it it's just like paul is dead yeah. <laughs> but they're well Illuminati. known conspiracy theories yeah i love conspiracy theories um yeah we we've 
We definitely dove into a f- couple of conspiracy theories over here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What's your favorite ones? What you, lizard people. Well, we got a few. We got a few. <laughs> Travel likes the nine eleven. Oh, me too, man. Yeah, so good. The, JFK too. I, I don't really know enough. We'll from check it either out. side. Yeah, yeah let's fucking get it. Yeah, sorry. Run away. <laughs> I could really go on a long time for conspiracy that. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> we'll save that for another. Yeah, and so, starting now. And we're now starting now. <laughs> um, Sound speeding. For all, for all the listeners out there, we literally just tried to start five minutes ago. Yeah. Ended up talking about JFK conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, we're joined Truth by seekers. our friend Chris. Hey, guys. Uh, Chris is an illegal alien in one major country. Mm-hmm. A JFK um, conspiracy. 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 What's the word there? And starting <laughs> now. Yeah. And now we're starting. And now. <laughs> we're going to have to re-fucking start yeah, this. Yeah. Um, Chris is my childhood friend. Some could call him actually a childhood version of my Robbie. Oh, nice of you to say. They're very similar. Yeah, In fact, they're, I'm looking at both of them across the room right now, and it's kind of fucking yeah. tripping me out a little bit. It's, it's cool to be here. Except I don't have my Grizzly Adams beard anymore. You just shaved it, but you, other than you, that... Yeah, you still got some. It's like you guys are a clone, a reflection of each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, what up, We're fist bumping right now. You wear the baseball cap, I'll wear the two. Also, as the audience, you miss them. Like, uh, you ever seen people play a duet on the piano? (laughs) (laughs) Like chopsticks or whatever? They were just doing that for 10 minutes on the synth while I was sitting here like an idiot. They were like (laughs) doing some clone shit with each other. I don't even know. We were Um, one mind. Yeah, so. The arpeggiator. It's fun to mess around (laughs) with. You're a fucking arpeggiator, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Chris is uh, my childhood really good friend. Uh, we ended up going to different schools, and like I, would, I wouldn't say we got estranged. Like we still live in the same neighborhood and stuff, but mm. we wouldn't see each other for sometimes years. Yeah. Uh, and he took a really interesting turn in his life, like really fucking different from <laughs> what you'd expect. And we want to talk about it, and Let's it's it. going to lead into some cool stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Some new plans. I don't know. Yeah, Chris has got lots of cool stories from his traveling over the last couple of years. He's spent, um, well, recently he spent uh, a lot of time down in Colombia, mm-hmm. Peru, and he is off to Australia on Monday, actually, or a couple days from now. Yes. So off to another adventure. Well, depending on when this airs, technically it would be I, yesterday. Yeah, whenever this yeah, airs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this airs on Tuesday. I'm already there. He's well. No, are you going forward in time, backwards? Yeah, in time? especially with like the time change in Australia as well. Yeah, they're they're ahead. It, re- it really. <laughs> Last time I flew back from Australia, I had a three day birthday, or I flew back from Fiji. Yeah, this is a great story. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> now we start the podcast. Tell the story quickly. Well, dive yeah. into this. Okay, I went. I went on uh, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji trip when I was sixteen. I had my uh, birthday, my sixteenth birthday. Nope. So, I've already lied. <laughs> and I, now. And now we start the podcast. <laughs> I actually forget what birthday it was yeah. uh, completely. But uh, I had my birthday night, like at 12 o'clock in Fiji AM. It was my birthday. So oh, I had a celebration true. birthday party in Fiji with all my friends. Mm-hmm. We then flew back in time to New Zealand. <laughs> so cool. We ended, so that was, we flew back in time. So I got to have my birthday uh, evening celebration party again. Mm-hmm. We got locked, uh, layovered in the New Zealand airport mm-hmm. we had to spend the whole night there 
and we're like all fu- we're like kids we're on this yeah. like school trip a girl stole a bottle of liquor from the duty free wow at an airport with That's like guns and yeah respect. Like, slippery hands yeah. give you a shout out if if i wasn't worried they'd come find you but yeah, yeah. she had the slipperiest <laughs> hands pulled the two six out we got drunk as fuck in auckland airport, airport. we had the whole terminal to ourselves uh we were like talking through loudspeakers we had our phone with, with our the bo- bottom of the phone speaker yeah, up yeah. to the loudspeaker playing music we were racing in child strollers there must have been other people there, there. was no one there this is really? the middle of the how night. are you guys the only ones there, that are like... stuck in our terminal like like picture like uh, a section of like 10 gates yeah we had that all to ourselves oh, with just one ramp into it security came by a few times and they just looked at us walked away we had broken <laughs> kids strollers we were playing rugby we were drunk <laughs> And uh, that was my birthday there. Hop on the plane, fly black, like back in time to Vancouver. It's my birthday again. <laughs> like not like it's not like twelve o'clock yeah, still, but yeah, it's yeah. the day is oh, still my sure. birthday. Um, yeah. So that evening we get laid over in Vancouver. We have to stay at a hotel room. Another fucking yeah, birthday, yeah, birthday party. party. <laughs> I had three birthday parties. That's and really then so epic. When I finally landed in Toronto, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was the tail end of my birthday. Yeah. So did you. No, Sally once more? no, no, because I was like over. You know what I mean? Uh, like, okay. would have landed in. Uh, I don't know if it was the evening or the whatever the next day, but I can't really remember the end part. I got drunk three nights in a row though for my birthday, and it was the birthday the whole time. So time That's changed. pretty unreal, yeah. <laughs> and now the podcast starts. And yeah, <laughs> and right meow. Here we go. I want to. I want to go. I want to do that sometime. I want to go somewhere and then just have that same birthday experience. Little, little Groundhog Day, yeah. It really helps yeah. to be traveling with a group of like 15 friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's like, also down to do that? If you did it alone, it would be Just super three weird. sad days of yeah. you being alone uh, on your it's birthday. It's my birthday and I'm alone three <laughs> yeah. times in a row. Just the scaries every day. <laughs> every day you're you just going to get free cakes at restaurants, sadly. Like. <laughs> no, it was fucking epic. Uh, but that you're going cool. the other way, so yeah, you're I'm actually losing, losing yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and you will die sooner as a result. How do you feel? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little worried now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So Chris is a, so a guy a lot like me. Um, but after he graduated, uh, he, he, he changed things. He took a weird turn mm-hmm. and he went off the map. He grew a big old beard. Yeah. He, he became kind of a South American Christopher McCandless. Nice. Nice. You like that? Yeah, yeah. Except he lived. Yeah. So far. Yeah, didn't die yet. Yeah. Um, and so now, that's a good reference. Let's just let him introduce himself and start start off. Start yeah. off the story. Guys, what's up? We uh, love to have you listen. Let's get too many jams. Okay, that's enough, dude. Let's move yeah, yeah, on. And, uh, and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. No, so, so, yeah, Travis, right? I, I grew up with Travis. Uh, I'm from Toronto originally. Um, we went to middle school together and. I ended up going to to Dalhousie. I spent time on the East Coast, living uh, away from Toronto. Um, uh, I, I went to school for sustainability and international development. And like I was just telling these guys, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't necessarily get you a whole lot of credibility in a lot of places. People don't even know what that program is or what that means. You know, you can come out of it with a finance degree, you can come out with like a management degree, but go, okay, cool. So he has some business background, all that stuff. This didn't have a, a super direct path coming out of it. So that was always something I was a little worried about um, coming out of school, especially not necessarily knowing what my general path or interests were going to be and what my end goal career-wise or something like that was going to be. So right after university, um, I actually kind of jumped right into an office job. I was lucky enough to find something with a solar company in Toronto. Um, it was a desk sales job. Um, but because it was solar, I figured I was kind of taking a step in the right direction, moving towards an Fair. area that I... Yeah could identify with that was sort of what I got to take out of university was um, 
out of all the aspects of sustainability, international development, renewable energies was a way that I thought you can have a pretty efficient and good impact on uh, development of places that are really low down on the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I want to do. That's how I thought I could have an impact. And so I've been looking since then for opportunities to go internationally and, and, and do renewable energy work. So I thought this was a good start. I don't have an electrical engineering background. I don't have all these other things that mostly you would need to get involved with stuff like this. So I was at a disadvantage in that sense. So I needed to take what my relative strengths were and start putting those in a direction that would take me down the road that I wanted to go. Um, so I'd worked sales before um, in different facets. Like I'd worked at Sportcheck as a sales associate there. I did the same thing. 100% man. Because you guys Fat are the discounts. same person. Yeah, yes. already, Dude, amazing discounts. <laughs> I, know, right? I told you guys are the exact same guy. I still know a lot about shoes and I am a very like tedious shoe shopper. I know, like, hard goods. Like, yeah, hard goods too, yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked in the Nevada Bob's section. Oh, to the golf section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was Were you late. just putting all day? Dude, no, the simulator. Oh, I was fucking sh- driving balls. See, that's I would have loved to do that. That's way better. Because no one, it was right when they had joined with Nevada. Yeah. And no one knew no about one knew. it. Not I was going... like in the back corner of the store. No one would ever come in there. Yeah. I'd be in there the whole time just playing in the simulator, working on my game. It was the yeah. best. Um, just really also... Good. Uh, the audience Robbie just swung the mic like a golf club <laughs> yeah. his audio just cut well out there talking, it was nowhere yeah. near his face we, we appreciated the theatrics though that was nice <laughs> he, he literally I held it in his hands he swung it <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah let's let's get back yeah yeah sorry so I worked there for sales I holy shit guys the worst job I ever had I was like the literal devil I was the guy in the grocery store trying to get you to sign up for credit cards Ooh. cause I'm at uni I have no money I'm poor and broke as hell so I had to do that for a bit, which is a super interesting experience. You're like going around, giving around, uh, going around, giving out free cookies. Dude, yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, hated it. I hate you, dude. I, I hate me <laughs> for that. Pestering man. everyone, yeah. trying to. But yo, that was a really like a big. big I learned a lot about sales from that because look, you can, you can approach someone in sport check and you know they're there, like, oh, I'd like to buy some shoes. You can yeah. go, but these guys, you take a step towards them and they see you out of the corner of their eye and they're beaming it down a different aisle. <laughs> like, get me aisle away they from have this no guy. business being and they're not meaning to go down there, but they're, they're the running away from diapers aisle or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the best thing you go on student day and the students are just coming, well, free cookies, whatever. They just lower their credit score. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like when you go to the Jays game too uh, and they're giving out free, free merch yeah, or yeah, free yeah, like yeah. jerseys or something. For and the you did that card. at sport check. I didn't do that at Sport Check. No, at the grocery, grocory, sorry, store. At grocery, at grocory store. stores, yeah, like yeah, Sobeys and stuff. Check. No, because they had people at Sport Check, or no, was it? Dude, everywhere has stuff like that. Or was it Canadian Tire? They're all anyway owned by the but, same people. Yeah, but either way, so I, I had some sales experience, and that was able to get me in the door at the solar company. That was sort of the start of my path down mm-hmm. uh, solar renewable energy stuff. Now that was a great job at the start. I was super psyched. I, I I was just happy to have a job, to be honest. You're happy to not be selling credit cards. Oh, so happy, very very happy. Um, so uh, I worked there for just over a year, um, and that was super interesting. I learned a whole lot during those first like four months. Made a lot of sales, felt good, met a lot of good people, got different groups of people I started jamming with, which is super great. Um, that's where I met this Colombian guy who will come up later. But um, yeah, n- nearing the end of that, I wasn't really learning, and I was feeling very stagnant. I didn't really like how I was living in the city. Um, I was lucky enough to have the ability to live at home and save money doing that. And I was making pretty good, pretty good money, but I didn't come out of it with a lot of it. I was still living in like a Toronto lifestyle, like really like going out a lot, spending a lot of money, mm. seeing a lot of people doing a lot of things, but never really, I wasn't 
focusing on maybe myself or stuff that I wanted to progress with. I've always had a big interest in music, just like you guys and stuff like that, but I was never able to really hunker down and start working on it because there's too much happening. There's too many different things happening. I would just keep going and spending money doing other stuff. And that just pissed me off. I kept being unhappy in that lifestyle of just sustaining myself in a way that wasn't productive. But this happiness, this general unhappiness, mm. you say it like it forced you to want to do something about it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people, <clears throat> that's just what work feels like. Yeah. That's just what living in Toronto feels like. And maybe that's me being a, you know, being someone who, who isn't necessarily sure. wanting yeah, that. A lot of people life. don't act on that. Yeah. Because it's scary. It's not safe. It's not a safe option. Yeah. Staying in, in what's comfortable is usually a safer option. And if you have like a job, lucky enough, I, I, I wasn't paying rent or anything. I didn't have a lot of other things I needed to figure out. It was a lot easier for me to get up and not leave. Not as scary. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, I was different. I was the youngest one of this company um, on the sales side. Like I'm, I'm working the same job as this guy who's 40. Okay. He has kids. Yeah. I don't know how he's living. Like that's crazy to me because I didn't have enough money to barely support myself. <laughs> like, so maybe he's selling a lot. No, I was way better than him. Oh. Like, yeah, I was way better than he was. Like, um, but, but yeah, uh, there's other things you could have done though. You could have applied for other jobs. Sure, and I did. I, I moved from there to a different solo company, and it was like worse. It was worse. Well, the thing is, because I was working in the Ontario solo market at that moment um, for that next company, and the Ontario solo market it was just bombshelling it was going down because i could get into that for a while but either way the, the 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 rate of return that you'd get for the money that you could feed back into the grid by having solar in ontario was dropping like crazy and it wasn't feasible for a lot of people anymore right so now no one was doing it um but either way i was ready at that point i'd got my year of work experience that's what i knew i wanted to do i knew i needed to get done before i could make any other decisions about that so when i got that job that's about as far ahead as i was looking that's the the dangling current for me is Work hard, get your get your one year of good office experience here, learn as much as you can, make connections with people, and um, and maybe something will come up over the next year. Don't worry too much about it. We'll figure it out. Uh, now as the year comes to the end. Um, Nothing came up? Things, Certain things came up, but they just weren't as good as what I wanted it to be. I took a couple of interviews at these other places, and I had a decision to make, basically. So I, I left the, the solar company, and I had plans in my head that I wanted to travel. I wanted to go to South America. I wanted to, I always wanted to learn Spanish. Learning other language was something that was really important to me. Um, I wanted to see a bit of the world. I'd never done traveling at that moment. I'd been to Honduras for a week with like a, a, a trip where we went to an orphanage. So I didn't even oh, see easy there, there, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, States, Canada, Honduras. That was it, man. Like, so, so I knew I wanted to do some traveling. And as I left that company, I had a really good opportunity that I could have taken. Um, and I had to have that moment where I had to pick to go and do this travel thing or I'd stay and have this opportunity that was a good career path and really good move. And that's a tough moment for, for me and maybe a lot of other people because you have no idea what I'm about to gain by going to Columbia or going traveling or anything like that. Only thing I can see right now is what I'm about to lose, which is a good job, good career path, good connection, stuff like that. So that took me a long time to make that decision. How did you make it? I think I just made it in the sense that I, I'm i not going to regret like not taking an office. Like I'm going to always come back and do this. Like yeah, If I can get it now, <clears throat> I can get it later. Yeah, It's going to be a lot harder for me to pick up everything and leave. I think it's a really good point. Yeah, and that's again, that comes from a lot of you having faith in yourself and, and mm -hmm. knowing that uh, you can do things. And it's not like this opportunity is the biggest fluke ever. Sure, it was through connections, but and I had to work at it, of course, and prepare and do all these things, but... 
I could do that again. And you can transfer that same exact feeling, not to just traveling. Sure. We talk oh, about traveling anything, a lot everything. with people because yeah. that's what a lot of people want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for, for say a guy like me, my eyes are not set on travel. My eyes are set on a music. Building an empire. Or maybe not sure. But like, like whatever my scary step is, yeah. maybe it's jumping into music. Like sure. I want to do that is the same thing. I'm giving up something. There's an opportunity cost, Completely. but now is the chance for me to go down that way. And I could always get that office job later. It, exactly. It's, it's a similar thing. You can transfer. Dude, to, you're killing yeah. it. You could easily do that. You've started your own business. You have this amazing, you, you're, you, you don't need to, you don't need to pump my tires. Don't okay, worry. Good. You're kind of shit as a person. <laughs> I'm shit. But, yeah. All around. But still, man, just because that still doesn't make it an easy decision. That's still a terrifying thing to no, do. No, it's fucking scary. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just went and interviewed this other girl who, I went to Dow with, and then like I didn't really hear a lot from, and she just released her first album and was touring through. Canada. like she just went all into music, and I couldn't respect that more because that's terrifying. Yeah, that is a terrifying thing to do to me. Well, we didn't even go all in. I'm like, I'm still toying around with uh, this, uh, this not toying around. Like my full time job is the jewelry business. We do this podcast. Robbie and I also have a real estate photography. (laughs) We're uh, trying to get off the um, ground. Yeah, that we do for cash. It's scary, and then. Until 5 a.m. last night, I was working on a new track. Man, the thing is, this this seems like the dream, though. I mean, you're not at where you want to be, but this is exactly what you should be doing. Man. It's... I enjoy all the free time I have right now. Oh, I fuck. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't <laughs> love free time? <laughs> to be honest, like working on all these other projects and creative stuff and doing the podcast or... Well, that's not free time. That's music. work. This people is all just, work. People call What's... it free time because it's not... But this is shit yeah. you dig. This or is stuff you stuff like. Stuff you yeah, dig. exactly. Yeah. I mean, but in terms of not getting paid, I mean, yes, free, literally free time. It's mm. not free time. Like you're not yeah. sitting there, fucking. I don't even know what. Like just yeah, I'm not like binge watching, binge watching shows yeah. or something. You know, we will nonstop be working on things, and I think um, we'll group that into one circle. Right. Well, the alternative to that is filling our time with a paying job. Yeah, nine to five, you know, Monday to Friday. Or eight to four. Eight to or four. Or seven thirty to six thirty. Yeah. Whatever your schedule is. Yeah. I hate the nine to five yeah. comment because people, people I work, work on, twelve to eight, man. Yeah, a bunch of different hours out you're, there. Yeah. You're, but you're twelve. We'll to group eight all those things into the same bubble, saying instead of traveling and going to because traveling is another bubble. It's not like you just go there and you exist in that place. You work, you meet people, yep. you have stories. So it's it's another bubble of. Um, yeah, I agree. It's another avenue. It's sort of in its own mm-hmm. that uh, where it's scary to make that move and, you know, just take off for a year or something. But yeah. you did it. Yeah. Twice now. Well, okay. Let's... You've changed. I talked with you between each trip. Yeah. You've changed considerably. Uh, thank you. That's a good thing. The, the first trip you came back is like you were you were shaking in your boots, oh, man. Oh, I was down, man. You were down. You were in the dumps. Yeah. Why? Oh, I had... I had nothing going for me at that point. I was looking at my entire last year experience as a potential waste of time. I was looking at it as me not progressing myself, and I had no plan. I had no direction. I had no job. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You were worried you wasted that, that time. Exactly, and that freaked me out, and I come back, and everyone's still been here. They're just a year further in whatever they were doing, and I felt like I was a year behind now. Okay. And I, it was just easy for me to get into that spiral. I wasn't yeah, I like really natural. psyched. I wasn't. I didn't want to really see people. I didn't want to talk to people a lot. But I it became a, a lot more introverted. Let's Tarantino this then. Uh-huh. Let's go back to the start of the trip. Um, w- like what the whole plan was. Like right. All, and how it how it completely and changed. How it, how it changed and all that. How it laid out. Exactly. So so right. We we kind of left off. I made the decision to not take that job, and I made the decision to go on this trip. 
Now, my initial plan was I had enough money for about what I thought would be four months of traveling. I wanted to go to Colombia for two months. You knew South America? You weren't like, like I wanted, you didn't want to take it, off it, to it, Europe it, or No, no. Asia? It boiled down to South America for me for a couple of reasons. You know, I could spend four months in South America, one month in Europe. I wanted to take a little more time, see a little more. Europe is just like funny Canada. Y- Europe Europe is great. And <laughs> it's just funny. funny Canada. Yeah. Or sure. like just different. Like just talk weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and same shit. It's great. And I, I'd love to go there, but that's something I'd like to do when I have money as well. Like I want to go. I don't want to go to Italy and be like, well, look at all these restaurants I can't eat at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, another city that's also expensive, but they talk like Mario and yeah, Luigi. Yeah. And, you know. I think I'll go out tonight and uh, have one glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I didn't want to do that. A lot of people gone to Southeast Asia. I thought about that because you can travel pretty cheap there. But the flights farther more expensive. Um, South America. I always want to learn Spanish. That was a big hit for me. And also because I knew this guy Incy from my job, who had went down there, stopped everything in his life to go down there and follow his dream of building a hostel. I thought that was great. I really wanted to go help volunteer. I figured that'd be a good place to save some money. So you reach out to him? Like your plan, you, you didn't talk to him before about getting involved with this project. You're no. like, I want to do South America. Let me let me reach out to, what was his name? Itzy? Inti. Inti. Which Inti. means son. Oh. Cool. In, in, I mean, S-U-N or S-O-N? <laughs> like the like the son. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's named Inti. His sister's named Luna, which means moon. So the son of oh, Luna. That's really Pretty cool. Pretty cute. Really, that's um, really cool. Uh, so yeah, he had been down there for a couple months and I had reached out to him when I booked my flight being like, look, is this cool? If when I come? you booked your flight. Yeah. So you were going down. Dirty. I was going regardless. I was yeah. hoping I could do that, but I was going to go down anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, come on down. Um, you can come volunteer with me for a bit. And that was the plan. I told him, I was like, yeah, maybe like a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. A few weeks. Um, and so, yeah, I landed, he picked me up from the airport and it was him, myself, a Colombian carpenter named Camilo, who's like my fucking brother now. Um, shout out to him. He's not listening to this at all. Hermano. Yeah, hermano, exactamente. Um, and about three or four other volunteers. And we got to have this really, really interesting experience there. And it's amazing because, look, you can go traveling. You can do that hostel jumping and you go around different cities. Mm-hmm. And everything's established and you're, you're, you're doing that sort of standard travel trip. Um, this was different because it's just us living there. Like we didn't. It was just us, like, seven people living in the same room, getting up, eating every meal together, working together. Building this hostel. Building this hostel, trying to do something together. It was interesting to see people. And this who, is rural Colombia? This is rural Colombia. We're maybe an hour outside, 45 minutes outside the city of Santa Marta, which already isn't the biggest city at all. Um, but it's up and coming. It's nice. Um, and we're 10 minutes from the entrance of Tyrona National Park. So we're, like, in the jungle. Like, you walk outside of reception, you walk, like, 30 feet, and it's just... Jungle. Exactly what you'd expect the jungle to be, right? That, like across this, across the road, which is the main highway that goes from Santa Marta all the way to Venezuela. Okay. So you'd see like massive trucks, a lot of uh, oil coming through because Colombia doesn't have a lot of energy. They have some energy issues right now. But you see like people like sitting on top of the trucks, like just going through like borders and stuff. Like Surfing that. these trucks. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, is there is there mil- is it like military patrolled there? Isn't um, that sort of their main form of policing? His military? Yeah. Yeah, so they have a, like a lot of different things. One of the big issues, the thing that actually was just happening in, in Colombia as I was leaving was the, the, the truce and the peace treaty between, you know, the government and the, the paramilitaries who have been causing a lot of issues for long. This is apparently one of the longest civil wars in, in history, over like 50 years, something like that. They do a lot of pillaging of villages and, and, and taking a lot of people's stuff. And the big issue was trying to reintegrate them into society, whether or not people would vote for that or not. Um, and eventually they, they did allow them to come back in and they can hold government office now. So now that dissonance isn't as bad. So the paramilitaries, hopefully that is going to be um, 
a little better now. None of that. But, but you, it's a lot you, of military you didn't presence. see any of this stuff while you were there? Like any... um, I've been at, I'd been at this local cantina down the road when like paramilitaries would come in and we would just like, just stay to your table. Like, don't, don't get involved with that at all. Cause like, gotcha. you don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of sketchy, but um, yeah, I saw a bit of that, but nothing, I didn't see any pillaging. Yeah, you know but... what? Let's just paint a picture. Like, like, uh, as descriptive as you can be, like sure. kind of paint this picture of what this town was like, what your living situation right, right, was right. like. Okay, so include stuff like the the right. You know, the so again, danger. outside the city of Santa Marta, relatively developed city, not bad. But we're outside. We're in the jungle. Like we are beside one person who owns a store, and it's not it's not anything like a store we would have here. It's just her house, and is it's not like, like Rexall Pharma Plus. No, not even close, man. Um, and we're living in. Like, like you take palm fronds and you like weave them together. Those are like the roof things for mm. for some of these huts. We're ten ten minutes walking through the jungle to the beach. There's not a lot of people like living on that path, but there's people there who just like they got their donkeys. They'll go out. They'll harvest their coconuts. They'll go to the market. You go to the market about twenty five minutes down the road to a city called Guachaca, a little not a city, a little town called Guachaca. That's where we do our grocery shopping. Just like Juan sitting there with his mangoes from his house. Yeah on the side of the road. Um, really, really small, low key, very community oriented. Like this is where it's not a city. Like they have community buildings where they'll, all the people from this area will come and they'll have votes and, 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 and discuss Govern their little town. I, I, exactly. Do you, like for you going into town, mm-hmm. uh, when you first got there, is there, is there a lot of, you know, people like North American people, like, I mean, do white. They look, like white people, do they look at you as if you're kind of an outsider at all, um, or do they like, are they welcoming? Or you, thing is, everyone was so crazy nice. I was really, really happy to see that because I don't know. I, before I left, I'd also just finished watching Narcos, and everyone had been through that. And everyone's <laughs> like, "Whoa, you go to Columbia? Like, why? Like, that sounds dangerous." And I didn't think it was gonna be that bad, but you know, things can get into your head a little bit. You maybe freak out, but. Walking down the road, you're part of like after a few months being there. Like I know Marta, I know Maida, the the lady who who runs the community down the road, and she has this nice little cantina, and you know the people there, and everyone's super nice. So I'll wave to you and stuff like that. They don't expect you to speak Spanish. Yeah, well, how'd you deal with that? That was difficult for sure. Like I came down knowing how to say, uh, um, I like your shoes. And oh. where are you from? Was that That's from your sport it. check days? <laughs> you think, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so I I didn't have really anything coming into that. Um, I got Duolingo. Tried to while do that. you were there. Yeah, I tried to do that for a bit, but that gave me just useless sentences like "el gato bebe leche." Like I don't need to say the cat yeah. drinks milk ever. Like when is that going to come up? But you again, just need to have Google Translate going the whole exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. Oh, did that help me like crazy? You don't even know. Um, so basically, that was a real trial by fire scenario. So you just have to like point at stuff and like communicate just yeah. by... The greatest sentence you could learn in Spanish is, ¿Cómo se dice? How do you, How do you say this? Oh. ¿Cómo se dice esto? How do you say that? How do you say this? Like, and you just point and you learn. And my, the Colombian uh, carpenter, Camilo, who'd always make fun of me because I'd ask, oh, ¿Cómo se dice eso? And he'd be like, martillo. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And he'd see me walk away just going, martillo, 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 martillo. Just trying to like yeah, nail yeah, it into yeah. my brain, like trying to remember it. Because there's everything. It's just everything you don't know. And uh, working the construction with the Colombian workers up there was a really good way to to improve your Spanish. But but I now pla- you can only speak construction language. Exactly. Slang. I, I, I plateaued. Like, I plateaued quickly, right? Like well, I no, can't go into the city and be like, "Dónde está el cemento?" Like I don't need cement when I. And you know city. what? A holler at girls from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pa- pass me the hey, nail chica. and hammer. Que pasa, chica? Como está bonita. 
No, it's true. It's, That's funny. But that was great. The Again, just trial and error. And these are the construction workers. You were building a ho- uh, the hostel. That's what you were doing there. That's what we were doing there. I spent the first three months literally digging out this mountain. Just in yeah, the jungle, you know, surrounded by mountains and rivers and monkeys. Crazy and ass bugs, man. Bugs. Some of the biggest centipedes I've ever seen. Spiders. Lizards everywhere. Some spi- oh, yeah, we had spiders. So in you were the in the fucking jungle, and yeah. you're just a kid from up the street from me. Yeah. Not like a not like a worldly like I need to travel salt to the earth yeah. like you're literally just like um, I'm just I wanted to travel I knew I met a guy at the solar place you yeah. made a relationship you reached out and you you ditched a job and you went south for what was supposed to be four months but ended really being ten months yeah. ended up being ten yeah because you love him and like it was great so I remember you telling me working at this hostel was like the most insane portal to meet people all yeah. these all these different relationships you were you were talking with people from every corner of the world coming yeah. through this this channel and you learn a lot from that that's that was like it's a super super interesting place to to be and meet people like obviously like if you just do if you're just going to hostels you can meet tons of people like standardly but being there and being the person working there and not leaving and just seeing the influx of people coming and going you get to see a pretty interesting mix of people and obviously the guests are amazing but one of my favorite parts obviously is the volunteers that you get some people maybe coming volunteering for like two weeks some people volunteering for five months so i got to be there for extended periods of time with a lot of people um and it's one of those things like you just become really close because you see everyone on their worst days on their best days see everyone that they're happiest that they're saddest and you're going through all this stuff together you all have this common goal that you're trying to reach which is like a really kind of beautiful thing um and we're, we're all just trying to help our friend out. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your um, your coworker? Like what his sort of vision and dream was when yeah. he went down to mm-hmm. yeah, so building it, the it, hostel? And he's an interesting dude. He was actually born in Colombia, spent um, about seven, eight years of his life there, moved to Miami with his mom and his sister, lived there legally for a bit, and then made his way up to Canada to get his architecture degree. Um, and he always had a dream of moving back down south and building a hostel. And, uh, and starting that up. So he worked real, real hard while he was in Toronto, a couple, jo- couple different jobs at different times um, to save up enough money to go down and do this. And meanwhile, he's also helping support his mom and his sister as well. Like he, it's, he, he had to put a lot of time in. Um, so he moved down, scoped out some places and, and found this like great plot of land and kind of bought it the same day that he, uh, that he saw it. And then just started. Like he just he put everything aside and just went full-fledged into kind of pursuing his dream. How old is this guy? This guy's, I think, one year older than us, two years older than us. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. like, I pictured like like a 45-year-old man when you were telling the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? This guy well. went down to buy a hostel and build it and organize all these people. No, man. He's a 26-year-old. So he wasn't the 40-year-old sitting next to you. No, 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 no. That guy didn't make enough for that, no. Um, the, the amazing thing is, though, is like he, again, had a basic plan of how it would work out and thought okay cool i've got everything that i need let's let's go and do it shit happens like almost right away that changes everything well you didn't say how your plan changed you said you're hoping to work there for a month yeah and then i just fell in love with the project man i loved what we were doing i wanted to see this thing finish i wanted to help this guy out i wanted to be a part of this thing how often how many chances you're going to get that opportunity to be a part of something like that i think knowing his age now as well Puts it make, into context. makes the story so much more relevant you Completely. were just down there with a 26-year-old building a hostel in the Colombian jungle. Dude, he was 25 at the time. 25 at the time. 
and you're just there. You don't speak Spanish. You're yeah. in the fucking jungle yeah. on a tourist visa. With, with like three other, four other like early 20-year-olds. No one has any idea what they're doing. You know, like, you know how to build things. No, I'd done have landscaping. You, have you made an Ikea furniture at that point? Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple, tops. a couple. I'd done, I'd done some landscaping. I'd done some cement mixing, but like never this type of stuff before in my life. Uh, so that's so, why this story is so cool. That's why we wanted to have Chris on the show. Mm-hmm. How he ended up here was... It, it was not these aren't plans these are no. pe- these are relationships these people are you bet thinking you know what if taking chances um and as i said you you learn a lot from it and you met some really cool people so some amazing people like this guy inte inte <laughs> inte and what about what about jlo oh we can't, well yeah there was also he told us a lot of stories so you worked at this hostel mm-hmm. um and you didn't end up traveling like you wanted to. You no. spent a month traveling. I spent a little over a month traveling around Colombia. I got to see Medellin, Cartagena. I got to go to Manizales, to Buenaventura, and the island of Gorgona. And you met a lot of people there. I like, met did tons you have, of people. You had... Dude, when I was in Gorgona, it's four days on a boat going out to this island, and no one speaks English. And, and just... you're are you solo dolo? Yeah, yeah. That's so I mean, crazy. You probably got a couple of friends by now. I hope what yeah yeah. No, I mean like that, that you're, that no, you're he, sort of doing traveling with like. Oh yeah, well like you. Well the thing is, this was like a uh, this was like I saved up money to go and do this trip. Like this isn't something that you just randomly do on like your standard travel. Uh, okay, yeah. So I was there with like a couple of the people doing dives in a school group, uh, going to see this island, and I knew I wanted to go and check this island out, and I want to see the the humpback whales because I was there at the exact time that these humpback whales are gonna be traveling with their with their newfound uh, new new calves going through, and this oh, is where they really stop neat. and feed and stuff. It was like it's crazy cool. Um, so yeah, I had actually spent about a week living with Inti's family in Manizales and they would take me around and show me some things. I got to see a lot of stuff that you wouldn't check out on like a standard travel trip. Right. Um, so that was great. He took me to Salento and that's where I branched off and that's where, you know, I met some people there and traveled around there. I went to go see the, the giant wax palms that are like 60 meters high, tallest in the world. The trees? Yeah. Yeah. Super, super cool. Great coffee region. You get to buy the first premium grade Colombian coffee beans. How good is the coffee down there? It's like, that's where like, I really like started to fall in love with coffee too. Like that's, <laughs> it was so good too. But, but you didn't they, get into the yerba mate there. No, I did. That's the, the big that's yerba the first, mate. That's the first that time I had it because you'd there? travel and you'd see a lot of like Israelis and Argentinians would come in with that. And so we would have that big going. Europe guy over here. Yeah. You got to shout find, out South America. You, you got to find like a, a company to like sponsor and do like these hashtag Honest ads. To God, yeah. please sponsor me. I'm the only, I feel like I'm the only Europe, Yerba Mate drinker in yeah. all of Canada right now. Yeah. I, have to, I have to buy it off. iHerb.com. It's a super confusing name. Man. <laughs> well, but it just it seems like you're buying weed. The box exactly. comes and says iHerb on Blood it. mail. Um, but sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That, that it's really good. The travelers always have mm-hmm. that. So Ermate is bomb, but um, yeah, where, where were we? You were um, right. So I, I traveled with palms. them for a bit, but then I, I left and, and did that. And that was a pretty amazing experience um, just to be like, just, again, not knowing. Didn't didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, but that's also a really good way to improve your Spanish as well. Like going in there and there's no out. You only can speak Spanish to these people and you have to like figure out your meals. You got to figure out what the plan is. Like I was, it was interesting as, as hell, but really cool experience. So, so who are the, who are some of the coolest people you came across? Well, a lot of people were the people that you'd end up working with at the hostel and they would come through and you just, you just foster like an amazing connection. Like right away, there's whether that be these like one Canadian guy that came in, he was only there for like two, three weeks with this other guy. And we had like the greatest time as like a crew of people there having great parties and stuff and doing a lot of good work. 
Um, a girl named Chantal was like a really big part of that for me. She's just like a great girl from, from Britain who was there for like seven or eight of the months with me. So like we like, no, like I only known her for eight months. Of my life, but I know her like exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I, I can imagine that'd be super cool working in a bar in a hostel. I mean, cause so Travis and I, we work, uh, we work for this company right now that goes all like, uh, does events all throughout the city bartending. So we're not working at the same place all the time and we're meeting lots of people um, we never have like regulars right? yeah, yeah we, we never have regulars even right? last night you met a you met a really cool musician drummer that that we're gonna jam with tomorrow oh that's dope that, 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 that wasn't at the sip bar event oh where'd you meet him afterwards Grinder. when i went to my friend's birthday party oh <laughs> we'll just edit that out yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and now and now and the podcast start- starts now yeah. <laughs> But um, but no, definitely working in a bar in a hostel. I mean, like as a bartender, you meet so many people yeah. anyways. But, you know, in that kind of environment where everyone's passing through, you must meet so many cool people. 100%. And the thing about yeah. it is other hostels have like tons of different rooms. You can go and do this over here. You can go play foosball over there watch tv there's all these different things to do this wasn't you finished, set a bar this wasn't a finished hostel yet there's the room and then you had the jungle and us at reception we would hang out we'd listen to music we'd jam and you just talk like there's nothing else to do other than connect with people and that's sort of what made it like a really really beautiful thing and it's never going to be like that again because it's we have every distraction here it's going to be exactly but i just mean at the hostel like once it's finished and developed it'll Oh, even at that hostel, like you yeah. Won't, you won't have to sit down. We sat down for every meal together with the guests because if you just had one chef, we'd all be there on the same schedule and you'd, ever, you'd have meals together with everyone and you get these amazing moments to just connect with people where you could go to a hostel and not talk to a single person. Mm-hmm. You could go and just stay in your room and like quickly eat and then you don't, you don't have to. This, like you're almost forced to because that's all there is. And you just get to know these people that maybe you wouldn't have taken the time to know. Did you, were you on your phone a lot over there or were people on their phones a lot over no, there? And there was no, first of all, there's no Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. There was a sometimes good connection, but a lot of times really bad service connection. You have to go all the way up to the top of the mountain to get like load yeah. a picture or something. Right. So that's also, again, part of what made it amazing. It makes you have those connections with people um, a lot stronger. Right. Because you're there. You can look at the photos on your phone. You can show people stuff, but you can't really use it. You're forced to be away from technology. And that's part of what I really, really loved about it when I first got there was just like, don't worry about it. I'll worry about it when I go into town in a week to use internet and I'll take care of it all. Then right now, I could just live with what's in front of me. Yeah, you're just off the grid. Fully off the grid. Now they have internet there now, which is interesting. So again, another way it's not going to be ever the same as it was. Yeah. and Crazy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So you, um, like, were you, while you were there, were you meeting, like, were you having relationships with people, like, with girls, stuff like that? Like, what what was your, like, party life like? What was yeah. your, like, what was your general mm-hmm. fun factor? Thing, so a lot of that was dictated by the volunteers and by the guests that would come in. You mm-hmm. know, if you'd have, like, maybe older guests who were looking for a different experience, you had to cater to that. We were a service, right? So, so did, whatever the guests kind of wanted to do, you would yeah. do, whether it was party or play music or exactly. play board games. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes you'd, you'd break people out of their shell and you can get them to party as well if they didn't seem like that at the start. But again, depending on the volunteer group, how many people you had at the start of it, the first few months, a lot easier to get that going, a lot easier to be super psyched up about it. By the end of it, you're kind of like a camp counselor. A little bit, right? At the hostel. And so you're like, look, we used, we used to be like, okay, rock, paper, scissors, who's taking care of the kids tonight? Who's going to go party with them? Who's going to stay at the bar and make them drink and make us drink and have a good time? Because you couldn't do it every day. You do that and I got to wake up at seven and go walk up a hill and, and carry cement all day. Like it's, it was exhausting yeah some days were really bad but like 
Um, you can't do it every night. That's the thing. But you have to provide the service and come up and have that face on and be like, this is the first time we're doing this. We're the first time we're going to party like this. Because that's their experience. Everyone's coming in and seeing it for the first time. Meanwhile, you have to make it seem like you haven't been there for 10 months. So there's a lot of times we had amazing partying. It was probably the best before the guests got there. Um, we had an amazing, t- like some guests were the best and had the best time. But when we had this amazing tight knit uh, volunteer group and we just got to finish a day of work, crack a beer, go to the beach, start a party there, come back and just have an amazing time with everyone. And it was just super, super fun. There's a couple hostels down the road that would have full moon parties. You go to massive DJ on the beach and in, in the Caribbean and you just, <laughs> it's stuff that you, again, you, you would see on a commercial or something like that. So that was amazing. Um, the guests eventually would, would come and make it a really, really good time too, depending on it. And again, this is something that's never going to happen again. We'd have two cabins. We'd have four people, five people, maybe max staying at the hostel with our group of five volunteers, small group, small group of 10 people. We just have this one little reception area, uh, a beer fridge and a speaker and a table. So simple, nothing. And you have the greatest time with these people. Really, really fun time. So you met a lot of really interesting people, yeah. and you developed this like, like you've developed this like uh, you're kind of different in the way that you're also a very like attentive listener, and like you're very much more like I, like yeah. spiritual now almost, and and connected when I talked to you versus before we were almost the same. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's definitely impacted you. I think so for sure. Like it, it definitely got me. Like I always thought I was a pretty good listener anyway, but like yeah. Because I, I had heard my story so many times. Everyone coming in was new. So you, you, you ask them about them. You listen to them. You hear what you can learn from them. Um, but uh, from that, I also started to realize that like I wasn't, I wasn't very good at talking about myself. And I, that's something I started to kind of realize and started to force myself to do a lot more and talk about my story a little more. And that's what I'm wanting to do with the, with the interviews that I'm doing as well. Talk to people, get their story, find where we can align um, and, and show that regardless of your path, regardless of what your journey is, there's a lot of underlying themes that are, we're all sharing the same sort of path in that sense. So you notice a lot of similarities between the travelers. Between people from everywhere. Common fears, common exactly. concerns, goals, dreams. Exactly. And yeah, so what um, what Chris ended up doing is, well, you were deported, first I was, of all. I was deported, which like is pretty cool. I don't want to say cool, but do you know anyone else who's been deported from Colombia? That's not bad. No, no. So you were, can't you, think of anyone. <laughs> I, I know people. Yeah, you know, you should talk to our friend uh, Sid Bennington. She mm. was deported from the U.S. Oh, the- you know, my cousin was as well. Your cousin was. He was oh banned from L.A. Banned for like from- ten, or or from <laughs> traveling to the states. He had issues for like six to ten years. Oh my um, gosh! So she yeah. started a company called Canalian. Uh, it's about Canadians traveling abroad. Yeah. Or not abroad, sorry, just traveling that and like all the issues getting like visas and staying totally. and stuff like that. So that's her call. You should link up. Yeah, I should look at We probably get um, some good stories. But so you got deported uh, only to be somewhat saved by a lawyer that you had you were yeah, dating I'd, there. I'd met previously that year. Um, I met her in, in February at the Carnival Festival in Barranquilla. Um, yeah, that's what that basically is massive street parties throughout okay. the city. Um, Think about yeah, you think about Carnival and what the like the people just dancing the street floats and stuff like that. It's it's just that times ten, great time and imagine just what are the chances that we're just at that same street corner partying right like, mm-hmm. um and we kind of she, she didn't speak very good English and I this was my f- first week of the trip I had very little Spanish. This you know what, this is before all this hostel stuff. You just this is like I had done like a week of work and I got there and like cool so like what's for next week? Oh, we're going to Barranquilla. I was like okay, let's go do that Carnival. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sounds amazing. Um. 
So this is when Google Translate came out. Real good, like a vivid memory. A vivid memory of us sitting. On you the street out of corner. so were you like you you uh, you approach this girl with like your you phone? You are screen, very like, pretty. <laughs> no, like because like, like, we're all dancing then. You just kind of you make the eye contact and you and yeah, she starts to talk to me and I go ah no lo entiendo <laughs> no no lo puedo hablar en español. So that's where I boom automatically get up the Google Translate and we're able to sort of have this conversation a little bit back and forth. Now I'm there. I'm I'm there with like five other people. And we're staying at the owner's friend's sister's place, which is basically a—it's pro- basically a housing unit, like the projects. Mm-hmm. Just these big buildings, and people are like drying their clothes, like in the middle of everything. I don't know. It's just—it's—it's it's exactly what you kind of picture projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we're just sleeping on the floor there. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I can't take you anywhere. I, I don't even know anything about this city. This is massive. So uh, we we kind of get contact information and. She comes to Santa Marta like maybe a month later and comes and stays with me there, which was great. And we 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 linked up a couple of times throughout the year um, and had some really great times. We got to travel around a bit together and you know go to beaches and, and do all sorts of things. And then she's from Bogota. She's a lawyer, and so when I was there getting deported, um, um, <laughs> you're like, "Hey, funny story." Yeah. Um, I was like, hey, yeah. by the way, I didn't tell you I was in the neighborhood, but I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> because, I, dude, I was literally, but I was. Got off my plane for Santa Marta. I was supposed to get on my plane for Bogota to Canada and get get out of there, and that didn't happen. My visa papers were um, not fully approved yet for my volunteer visa that I was planning on getting, um, and I'd overstayed my six month tourist visa by about four months. Yeah. Um, so I was doing my best to communicate to these guys you know, at immigration and and try to justify what I was doing and say, look, I. I've been here not only pumping your economy full of my Canadian. Could you dollars, not have given them some some uh, pesos? <laughs> Yeah, I also was dead broke at this moment. Oh, okay. yeah, just it's it's been ten months of me trying to sustain myself. I'm sure it's not the first time you've had to spend some money <laughs> just to get out of a sticky situation. Yeah, no, you got you got to make a couple bribes here and there. Like that's what's crazy yeah. Just about for it. our listeners, what uh, can you tell them? What is sort of a healthy bribe? And you know, in case they get themselves into right. a situation, thing is, it depends. You wouldn't want to over bribe. No, you don't want to over bribe. Just, just give them <laughs> some park it. But you also. Depends on doing underbribe. Depends on what the allegations are, and depends on who the person is, right? Like sometimes you'll just find like a, a guy that you can just talk your way out of with. But uh, when I was traveling with uh, my buddy's family through Manizales, we were trying to go up this mountain to this uh, old Spanish relic, and there was just a checkpoint. They have checkpoints all over the place that is checking people out. Let me see your papers, whatever. And they this was like maybe two months after my six months had expired, um, and they see my papers and they're like, okay, so you're clearly overstayed. Where's any explanation for this? Go, oh, here's the visa papers. I sent the application and I'm like, I'm good, right? They're like, no, there's no stamp here. Um, and so my buddy's dad comes over and goes, how much money do you have? <laughs> and I was like, like, not that much. How much do you have? And he's like, you got to do it, man. So I had to like, so what you do is you take your money out and you put it in your passport and you go, can you check my passport again? Can you see what the dates are? Maybe, maybe. How much wrong. was that? Do you remember the rough amount? No, I don't think I can remember the amount. But it was like also the the, the transfer is different. Like one of our dollars is worth seven thousand pesos, Colombian pesos. <laughs> no way. Yeah, <laughs> seven thousand. Seven thousand. So you ride the bus for three thousand pesos. Tres mil pesos. That makes it's so That's hard. Crazy to, to do the math. It's it was a bitch for sure. <laughs> uh, I think I put in maybe like a hundred, a hundred thousand, quarter pesos. of a million dollars. You gave him hundred thousand pesos, and like you could clearly see in his money, he's like, "You should be doing way more." And he also saw that I look like a homeless person. It was like I don't have money. Yeah. Um. So he kind of like 
It's like I'll take it. And You're like, that's go. every dollar I have. Yeah, exactly. Like, so no, no tengo más. Es de story tengo. Like, it's, uh, that's all I can say to him. Like, I don't, I can't give you more. But like, come on, nothing about your day is gonna change if you let me go. I'm here yeah. trying to be like the whole aspect of this volunteer visa that I was applying with was that I'm teaching English to the kids in the area. I was like, come on, like, look, I'm an English teacher. Oh, and that's on your visa as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was in the visa application that I was sending yeah. through. So, so I think maybe he felt a little better about letting me go through like that, but. Yeah, it didn't work in Bogota. Didn't work in Bogota. No, not in the airport. So I got some backup. I got the lawyer to come and talk to them. Um, yeah, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to what try to pass the name again? trick. The- no, sorry. What was her name again? Her name was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> no lie. Jennifer Carolina Hernandez Lopez. Great, um, amazing, amazing woman. Super self-sufficient. Super, just amazing. When she found out we were doing English teaching at the hostel, which we did every Sunday for the kids in the area, she sent over a massive box with pencils, pens, erasers, notebooks all this stuff like just to help us out like, I, I remember that from the stories you telling me about all the different people you met because we've, we've glanced over it in this podcast because mm-hmm. um, we even ha- we haven't even talked about your next yeah yeah exactly nine month trip to- that, that starts with a great connection story as well right like the only reason right. I was able to do that was through connections but to I remember one of the core things from your trip was just the quality of the people there was yeah. insane uh, their their personability their, their, their uh, compassionate what's it empathetic yeah uh, people and also their their pressures for following dreams and stuff like that completely different you were saying how there it wasn't like what's your path what's your plan how are you going to make money they're like what do you love what's go-? like there were a lot more well you meet people from these paths of life who have delved into that and seen results from like actually following their passions you meet people who you know there's a these two american guys who started a a motorcycle tour company renting motorcycles and and, and doing tours throughout the caribbean coast and you know that just started with an idea that just started mm-hmm. with well, like, who, who would think that's a good idea just moving right. to columbia like i guess we'll just get bikes and figure this out they're killing it right now adrenaline addicts shout out to them shout out to adrenaline addicts to you them. know these guys that yeah they're they're from yeah. the states and and they've been doing this pretty much the same same well, amount of time f- yeah i would love to do a, a motorcycle tour of the caribbean mm-hmm. coast of columbia pretty yeah. um, fun sounds like a pretty fun time and maybe uh Maybe next time we go to South America, we, we pop by uh, this hostel. We do the Adrenaline Bros. I'll meet Good. Jennifer Lopez. I've always wanted to meet yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll learn how to properly bribe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one of the giveaways. We can do a, a motorcycle. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's, I always wanted to like, oh, you use the promo code. You get like half off on your next <laughs> motorcycle tour. <laughs> if, yeah. If we ever get big enough. Okay. So uh, if anyone's listening right now, please share the show to everyone make us famous yeah. so that we have a lot of money because then we can give back then we can give back <laughs> and then we can do one of these giveaways <laughs> then we'll, then we can give you that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly um so yeah no you you were um you were deported and i remember when you came back you were a bit lost i was in a fucking it, funk it, man it, it didn't this trip more broke you down it wasn't like it, a, a whole build up and now mm-hmm. you were set for life it Not broke you apart oh, it you, broke me down by the end of it for sure by the end of it i was like I needed to go home. The only solace I had was knowing, like, I had no answers for myself at this point, and I just knew, like, look, I'm just gonna go home. My only plan right now is just to go home and talk to my dad, and we're gonna try and work this out. He's gonna help me figure this you had out. No plans. Did you realize this when you got home, or nearing the end of your nearing trip? In the end, it was like pretty and bad, which sort of like forced you to want to come home. Well, I was already planning on coming home for Christmas. Um, like that was the thing. And then um, you got deported. And yeah, and I was worried. I didn't really know when I was gonna get this visa stamp, so that was a bit of a worry. Um, and I wanted to keep helping them with the project, but I, I knew I had to go home and I was already feeling like not at the best. Like there's a, 
there's always drama going on in the hostel for sure. Um, always things happening there. Like just like I don't. What do you What do you mean? Like an like, example? Like like between. Uh, it's not stuff I necessarily want. Like feel like it's okay for me to talk about because it's not my issues. But you know, between me and 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 some of the other volunteers, or me and me and the owner had some dissonance by the end of it. Um, you not spent any, a lot of time together, cabin fever esque kind it's, of it's like a little petty bit like stuff. That. Yeah. Exactly. And and the thing is like he his headspace is totally different than mine was. Like the thing is he had so much on his fucking shoulders doing yeah. this. All, everything he's ever worked towards has culminated to this. And at the time we were broke and it wasn't working and we weren't anywhere near the development stage that he thought he would be at at this time. Mm-hmm. So, not to mention this girl who he was like pretty, pretty, pretty into pretty closely in love with who was with him there left um, and left her dog there and was going to come back and then just didn't come back. So every day he has to get up and feel that heartache, see this dog, and just he can't escape that feeling. And now he has to look at his hustle that's not done. And now he has to look at me who's like, oh, like, uh, like looking for well, answers and stuff like that. And, and is, he had a lot of shit to deal with. And it's a lot on your plate. Following play. your dreams isn't pretty. Like, it's not. No, it's not, fucking nice. It's a struggle. And that's where I learned about that. That's where I learned cool. about the struggle towards your dreams. And you have to accept that and you have to power it's through it. It's about like, surviving. It's about, uh, as Gary V says, it's about eating shit. 100%. Fail fast, a, man. For a lot of years. Um, and then finally, it's worth it at the end because you get to live exactly. your dream. But Like, there, there's something that I get to keep with me, which is great. But, um, like, we had a lot of low points. Again, I've told you guys before, very broke. No money to, to make progression happen. We couldn't even buy a fucking bag of cement to, to keep this project going. And... So we would get up. I remember like getting up and uh, one of the volunteers were like, let's just make a list of small jobs. Don't require money that we can do. Make this place look better. Get this place going. Let's let's keep being productive even though we have no money. And to keep us productive, that's also the thing. Like, Because if you're stagnant, you have no money, you can't make progress. Just doing and doing nothing is not the right thing. That's not what's going to get you out of there. Fucking pull your boots up, man, and, and just get going. Find other options and make things happen. So that's what we tried to do. And... That was important um, because he had thought a lot about giving up. He thought a lot about selling the land, selling it all, just being like, fuck it, man. Can't do it. Yeah. And the thing is, that is the that is the easy option in in a couple ways. That's the way that you can just be like, cool, I can just get some money for the the stuff that I've done and just move on. And I don't need to be burdened by any of this anymore. I can kind of get away from it. But that's been his dream for years, man. And like I he he didn't he didn't sell it so obviously he powered through he powered through and and you you keep in touch with him so speaking mm -hmm. to him recently and stuff yeah he's is he in a better like i think he's definitely like happy with his decision things are going well down there things are going a lot better it's it's on hostel world it's on airbnb all the stuff they're getting booked every day all the time like it's like quite a popular spot uh, spot it, it just got ranked as the top seven hostels in that area like it's wow. it, what's the name of it just because we have so yeah. many listeners we can yeah. just drive them all uh, this, this is, traffic this is the whole point this is again why i want <laughs> i want to start a podcast over there and like promote the journey hostel and get people going there so it's called the journey hostel it's the available journey hostel. on journey hostel. on Airbnb. we'll link that in the show notes perfect um, uh, on hostel world and and you just just uh, just a note here. We ref- Chris keeps referencing podcasts. We're gonna get to it down the line. But the reason Chris is kind of on the show is because we're working towards the fact that he is soon gonna be traveling again, and he's always had an idea to do a podcast. Originally starting at this journey place, interviewing a lot of the guests he mm-hmm. had there because there were so many cool people. Um, but now that he's come home, 
uh, he developed that idea into an idea that ended up being extremely similar mm-hmm. to what Robbie and ours was when we started. So he reached out and he connected and he told me that. And we said, well, let's link up. Yeah. You're traveling again. Let's make this idea happen. So he's going to be interviewing people on his journeys uh, that are really interesting, have mm-hmm. those perspectives that kind of bring us all together mm-hmm. and show that we're all the same, but there's different ways to look mm-hmm. at the same issues. And uh, he's going to send those back to us and we're going to do hopefully Yeah, I think segments. that's going to be a fun segment yeah. mm-hmm. to, uh, to bring so. on. Um, but just that's just an aside uh, because Chris's story is only partially over. Yeah. So this guy's hostile. It's working out. You're that's deported great. now. You helped him build his dream and you're reaching the end of this and you're, you're a bit down. You're a bit dark because you yeah. just spent 10 months diving into someone's dream and not working on any of my own necessary ones right. so i don't get to come out of that with any tangible any physical things no money i'm broke no job just experiences yeah i had no internet there i couldn't even like do any like job application anything like that from there so right. i'm coming back felt less than square one uh, felt like you went back in time totally man like i wasn't able to look at my experience and he wasn't celebrating his birthday every night <laughs> for three days yeah no exactly <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. So that was an interesting time. Um, and I remember us going out for dinner that, that one point. And, um, and this is also times where I, I started to sort of understand how people are viewing other people's perceptions, stuff like that. Because I'm looking at you at this massive pedestal, like, holy shit, you started this entire company on your own. You, you got things going. Like, you got things moving. Amazing experience. You're, you're a tycoon in your business or whatever. And, you know, sometimes people look at me and go, oh, man, you just all this traveling up in here, doing this, not doing this. So it's really easy to do the grass is greener thing, right? right. And that's, that, is a, that is a plague, man. Because we, we had I a fu- lunch or uh, what was a lunch? Yeah. And you sat there across the table telling me all about these travels and these experiences. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I wish. Yeah. I wish. I'm sitting on the other side of the table going, oh, this, these are all the stuff I'm working on here, moving mm-hmm. my life forward. And you're sitting on the other side going, wow, I wish, I wish. Yeah. I wish. And it's... It's insane how we do that. And it's, it's something it's that we don't, to people don't talk about. Try and compare yourself to other people. And I, I find myself in the same position like all the time. Yeah. You can't well. do it all at the same time. No. You well, do it when like you don't, you don't have a plan for this. Like this didn't no. like you just, you know what you generally want to do your dreams. And I think the only way is to start pursuing it. Things will happen to you. You'll navigate those. And that's really what's going to lay out where, where you go Completely. and what you do. You have your general dream, but the second you got to Columbia, it changed. Changed real quick. The second you got home, it changed. The mm-hmm. second I, I did the podcast or uh, started music this summer on the computer, everything changed. Things changed, right? Everything changes. How would you have known that even a month before? Like it's Before I got my computer, the computer that we're doing this podcast on now, yeah. I actually didn't have any interest in being a musician. Uh, other than You've always been musical. You've always I've had. I've always been musical. Yeah. I've always done shows. I liked playing for people. Totally. But I, when I looked at it, I go, this isn't for me. I'm never going to make it. it. Yeah. I can't do it. There's other people better than me. Very negative self-talk. Oh, that's the biggest one yeah. too because you know all these other people who are there better. So and they're further do along. It, I'll never it's catch It's going to be up. them, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it was just, it was just a lot of... Redef- I went through some dark times in the summer. Um, we, we shared about them just like yeah. in terms of my health and stuff. So I had a really... I had a breakdown totally. as well. And, you know, whether it's health or like traveling, that. whatever it takes, you can, you can break down anywhere and be like, where am I going with this company? What am I doing? What do I love? Like, there, what what is my passions here and stuff like yeah. that? And I had to hit rock bottom and build myself back up the proper way. I found what about this company I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it was the fact that I got to be creative every day. I got to work for myself. I got to work with musicians and artists and, and make jewelry, make cool stuff. I'm like, I'm passionate about being a creative 
business person. I love that. But what is it really that I'm, I'm looking forward to my dreams? I got this computer and I started making computer music and I was like, I love this. This is so fun. I would spend all night mm -hmm. making music because I was no longer limited by just me and a guitar. I could make whatever I, I envisioned. Ended up working with Robbie, started making some tracks, and now we're making a podcast. We have music coming out. Things are flowing in the business again because I focus on what I was passionate about. Redefinition. 100%. Break yourself down. Like, you don't be afraid so to be honest with yourself and say, you're not going in the right fucking direction. Fix it. Cut it. Move mm -hmm. it. Change it. Change your perspective. Change your mind. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, what was the saying that you and I connected on the other day? As you think, so shall you become. As you think, so shall you become. I'm a huge proponent of yeah. you are entirely a product of your mind state. If you think you're doing shit, you are doing shit. If you think you're doing well, you are doing well. And um, we were talking about this the other day. I said, how you think is how you are. Ben told us that. Or, no, or I think it was how you think is how you feel. How you think is how you feel. Uh, and you, you said, well, you had the exact same thought. And uh, you just had a way more cool Spanish translation yeah. of it. Um, yeah, let us hear that in Spanish Como quickly. Pienses, así te convertirás. So cool. By the way, I want to say that your Spanish accent is really good. Thank you. A lot of people think I sound Italian when I do it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, but like, I mean, but, not that I know that well, but just uh, it sounds right. So, <laughs> But this is, this is a great, what we wanted to come to with this story is, you know, it, it's, yeah, the grass always looks greener. And all that stuff. Exactly. Forget about it. Take you're on your own time. You're on your own man. time. It's your own life. Focus on yourself. Yeah. Learn from other people's mistakes. Learn from their triumphs. Don't waste time on jealousy. And don't be afraid to make your own. And mistakes. And don't be afraid to make your own mistakes. Um, and that was your Peru or that was your uh, Columbia trip. Yeah. And you were like, you didn't know what else to do I to define no yourself. You were lost here, and you ended up f being like, you know what? I gotta go back there, and I because you went back. You went back to Peru. You went back to South went, America. Went to now, what was what was the mind state there? So, man, I, I had about four months, five months in Toronto, just mm -hmm. stewing around in my own just darkness. I guess like I wasn't psyched about anything. I didn't want to talk to people. I was just what the the worst part about that, and what's something that people a lot of go through is is they they just feel alone. And when you feel alone and like no one can understand you, you that's when you can start to dive deep and behind, alone oh, and behind. Christ. Yeah, man, that's the worst. Behind makes it all the much worse yeah, yeah. And, and that's where the you know the comparison comes in and that's how we're bred to think man everything that we've grown up with oh you're in this level of hockey i'm in this level of hockey. comparison Compar oh, what'd you yeah. get on that score i got this on this test but you don't know 20 people that went to travel and immerse for nine months to compare yeah. yourself in terms of how well you progressed your life and or... no one can understand exactly the type of experience i had so i had a difficult time explaining that to people and i just felt like people weren't on the same level or understanding with me um about that so that was a weird time. Now, I was looking for anything at this point. I was looking for any job. I just knew I needed to make some money. Um, but I wanted to progress in the right way. I wanted to find something that would put me in the direction of something that I thought and I still think that I can at least be passionate about in career-wise. Hmm. Look, I can I could go get a sales job and stuff like that, but I knew that wasn't really what I felt and what I wanted to do. Well, I wanted to keep looking for this international development opportunity where I could work with renewable energies. Now, again, like I said before, no engineering background, no electrical engineering background, anything like that. Except you built some hostels for a bit. Yeah, exactly. But like, I do, I have some, to really boost those experiences to these uh, job interviews type stuff. So. Yeah, on LinkedIn, <laughs> building fucking mansions well, in yeah, yeah. in Columbia. Co-manager, I say co-manager. Co-manager, yeah, 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 love um, it. 
So I'm looking for anything, uh, and at the same time, I'm reaching out to these international renewable energy professionals, and I'm just looking at websites, looking for people doing stuff, and just sending, I'm just blasting out emails, man. Like, That's what you got to do. Reaching out and, and just trying to find anything to grab a hold of, and this one guy, Emilio, like actually responds to me, and... Emilio! Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make that joke, <laughs> except I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. No, no we, we literally, the three of us... Yeah. Um, like Emilio together yeah, without yeah. plan there yeah. that was a total three way Emilio yeah. the mighty duck man I swear to God great movie great movie so good but, um, sorry yeah yeah so he, he mailed me back and like was like look it's hard to get your foot in the door but you just you gotta keep pushing and finding ways to do that and he sent me this link for um, a job application at this company called Light of the World um, and it was for something that was for sure out of my way class the technical project manager you need like perfect like real good spanish need to be working in the field for a lot of years have great solar experience stuff like that i work sales i've done a lot of research into solar design and stuff on my own time no legitimate work experience with that and i could have just been like okay well look, clearly that's not what i'm gonna get i'm not gonna get that and, and push it to the side but you know you take that as an opportunity to work on your resume work on your cover letters and stuff like that and what I just, you need to do to get to that point exactly yeah. so and also fuck it shoot always shoot if, for it if you're not shooting too high you're shooting too low cool you always have to shoot above your weight class because that's be uncomfortable maybe you'll get it and you'll not know what you're doing and you will learn so much faster mm. so um, it, it's it, it's kind of like that and so i i worked on that application and What's amazing is another connection comes into play here. The people that I worked with at the solar company, um, I started to jam and make music with. And I really? love how this can come into play in other facets of my life. And this I've is your original fans. solar company sales yeah, job? Exactly. You're playing music with them? Yeah, exactly. So we play music after work and stuff like that. And someone who they used to jam with before I started to join them was back now from Peru, from working with this exact company that this guy sent me this job link for. He'd been in Peru doing that same position. That's why the position was available because he was done. He came back. So I jammed with him and... and and he's like, yo, you're applying for that. Holy shit, I'll, I'll message my, the CEO right now. And that really, really helped. That got me a little more grounded in, in their mind. And I had to go through a pretty rigorous interview process. Um, at least three or four Skype interviews, I had to come up with an entire mock um, design of if we got funding for a new project in the Ancash region of, of Peru, how do you take it from having the money to what the project's going to be, how you're going to pick out the design, all this other stuff. So yeah. I had to, this is, I've never done that before in my life. That sounds incredibly I hard. I had no idea what I was doing. I made fucking like a 10 page report, man. Love it. Wow. Everything, a, a full um, electrical load analysis, a, a bit of a design understanding of how I'm going to go to the markets and, and how I'm going to self-taught all this stuff. Yeah. Like the, because now I'm in it, right? Yeah. I've done the two interviews. Like, cool. So now we're going to send you this. We need to answer these questions and fill out this and, and come up with this report. I'm in it now. Mm-hmm. Got to figure it out. Got to wing it. And this is, again, scenarios where maybe I wouldn't have pushed myself outside of this opportunity to look up these things and do these things. But you rise to the occasion, and that's what's really beautiful about it. Um, and look, especially for someone who had no experience with that, I think I made a pretty kick-ass report. They liked it a lot. I got down to the final two, three people. Um, now, I didn't actually get that job that I applied for. They gave it to this guy, Bob, who's from Canada, 60 years old, living in Guatemala, oh, Costa Rica. Oh, I remember Rica, you telling me about Bob. All these other places. He's worked with solar in these places for years. Dude, fucking Bob. They'd be idiots to hire me over this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I sold something. Like, it makes no sense. Bob. So they hired him, but they liked my application so much that they decided to open up this little intern position for me. What a cool story. Yeah. So, That's insane. So that was really huge for me. Um and that was so it was almost like a compliment that you were in the company of Bob though. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I got to learn a lot from him. 
um, things kind of went different directions as as working in the company with him went on. But either way, at the start, super super interesting. Um, yeah, so I got this. They offered me a six month internship opportunity to be the um, solar analyst and social uh, or sorry social enterprise development officer because that was a new thing that they were trying to do before. They've been working a lot with projects fundraising and getting projects in certain regions and now they're trying to become a more self-sustaining company organization and having a social enterprise model um, where they can actually generate some uh, some profit coming in that they can just reinvest and keep going and try to expand so I was going to be in charge of that and that was really really cool because I got to not only I was excited about that because I not only got to have go and do amazing hand installs that get real good technical hands-on experience uh, I was going to be able to be international keep practicing my Spanish and I was going to have like cool interesting like business development um experience as well yeah so i kind of felt like i was covering a lot of different areas with that it felt really it satiated both the the dream side and, and the the career the career so. the the toronto city it, it, exactly like it's, it's stuff that i can utilize and frame in ways depending on what i'm going towards right yes so that was really really big for me and now i'm sitting in in my house in april and they're like cool can you come down in two weeks and i'm like holy shit i have no idea i yeah. don't really have a lot of money um and I didn't know what I was doing, if this was the right choice, if this was me, you know, running away again or something like that. Is this going to be the right thing? You mentioned a lot of those concerns. I remember that. Totally. I didn't know what I didn't know what the right choice was. And I was looking to my dad for a lot of advice and stuff like that. But he he's he's had a pretty straight up conventional um, path to where he's at. But yeah, he he, he, he would keep saying to me, like, um, look, I'm going to support you if you think this is what you want to do. But um, I can't I can't give you the answers that you're looking for because I was never in that position. Things were always pretty easy for me. I got to go from university to working at this company and I got offered this job and I really liked it. And I'm so, he thanks himself every, he's so lucky that he found something that he can make a career of that he actually loves really to do. Mm. Um, it was never, there's never a difficult decision for him. So he never really understood what I was going through, but he was there for me. And I respect but it, that. it takes a, a, a really strong amount of perspective to realize that Absolutely. enough to tell your son, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't know because I haven't had that decision. It's something you got to kind of figure out. Exactly. The fact that he supported you through that and he was a smart enough uh, parent to kind of pull back instead of being like, no, mm -hmm. this is what worked for me. This is what's got to work for you. You got to find yeah. something here. So like big, big ups to that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, and that was big. And the thing is, I scared the shit out of him mm -hmm. during those times because I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I was in a weird emotional state too, very freaked out about what the future was going to be. And then I got this opportunity and this was like a whole other rush of emotions and freaky things. And I remember talking to someone and again, it, it came up again because I was just did a really good interview for becoming a project coordinator at a solar company here and was had great references and it was working out quite well. And I, that was a potential opportunity. My dad was like, look, you're going to make money at this place. Meanwhile, I got paid $500 Canadian a month for this in, internship position. In Peru, right? Yeah not a lot i'm not coming out of that with anything yeah that was enough mm -hmm. about 30 peruvian soles a day that i could use to eat <laughs> and um and so you know he's thinking this is a great opportunity it's here we'd love you to stay here like yeah. they want me to be obviously obviously here. don't want you to go back to a <laughs> yeah a developing country yeah a developing country and work um, yeah so again he's very supportive but he was definitely leaning more towards me doing that but then someone told me like look you again you can always not, these office jobs aren't going anywhere. Case in point, yeah. you had an office job lined up before both trips. Yeah, and I had to make that decision to and not. A, and an improved office job, project manager status here, shows that that nine months you spent did not regress your career progress other mm -hmm. than the fact that you didn't have yeah. any savings. Which exactly. exactly. Is a different and I, I had point. to utilize my uh, 
co-manager experience at the journey hostel in different mm -hmm. ways because people oh so what have you been doing for the past year and i had to like frame that in a way that i wasn't sitting in a hammock smoking weed half the time um you know yeah you know what you don't you don't mention those parts in the interviews no but. not at all um but it's honestly like i did fully learn a lot from that and, and it's great but so i made the decision to, to go down like within a week like and boom i had to go down and this is also something that was concerning for me because I wasn't in a very good headspace. Like I was still in this weird funk. It's tough to make decisions when you're like that as well. Exactly. And so very much so. And my thought process, was, okay, so you're feeling like this and it's weird. You're lucky enough to have the support of your family and friends while you're here. Let's throw you into a new city where you know no one. Everyone speaks Spanish and your Spanish is probably crap now after these five months. And you're doing a job that's outside your weight class as well. And you have no idea about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. That could be overwhelming. A little bit. And yeah, again, I think I mentioned Chantelle earlier, but I was talking to her about it. She's like, you're stupid. Obviously you're going to Peru. Like she almost, made, like, yeah. I know you're going. Chantelle was the girl that was at the, at the, the British Journey girl Hostel. that was at the journey hostel yeah. for seven months. Yeah. Great girl. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, cause I, she knew you probably so well yeah. that she wasn't in your crisis state no, and she, she's like i know you so well i actually know what you want to yeah, do yeah she can see it throughout without the haze right mm -hmm. so so that, that was it was important talking to her and again these other connections that you're making abroad are coming back and being really really important um so yeah i made that decision moved to peru for six month contract ended up getting extended to seven months which was great and then i spent like another two weeks living and traveling going to bolivia uh and checking that out before coming home so yeah, that was another scenario of me going with nothing, not knowing anything really, and um, going to a new place and trying to like establish my life and figure things out. And uh, for, there was ups and downs, but totally, it, it ended up being a constructive ended being six months. One of the best things in my life for like so many reasons, and I'm so happy that it wasn't just a, a career-oriented thing that it mm -hmm. ended up being beneficial for. Like that's amazing. I'm so excited that I've had that experience. I got to have hands-on technical experience working with an NGO in the same manner that I've always wanted to. But also, I got to develop a life in Lima. I lived in Lima and, you know, knew people and had things that I was doing. And I ended up working at a bar and a hostel there too, to save extra money. Cause I'm not making shit. And I knew if I stay here for seven months and I don't like do a Machu Picchu track, that's going to be stupid. Right. So I, yeah. and I needed to make some money to do that. So, um, so yeah, I would work three nights a week at this, at this hostel bar. And meanwhile, I'm working nine to six, 30 days at the office for the solar boys and then i'm working 7 30 to 1 30 at the bar i was you're working all the time i was burning the candles man i was yeah. both ends like it, it was really it was some tough days the sundays because I, I would work friday night saturday night and sunday would just be my day of just like <laughs> recoup i would just be dead like that's yeah, insane that's super busy and but also that was amazing that was a really really big thing for me um the first few months when i was in peru I was staying at an Airbnb for a few weeks and I went to a different city called Juarez to work with them for two weeks and I would come back and I'd live at my boss's house. I didn't have a, a, I didn't unpack my bag. Yeah. I was moving around totally. So finally, after about a month and a half, two months, we, I had to search for my own apartment and get that done. And we found this place that was great. Um, and we moved in there and then I was able to kind of be settled and, and take things up a notch and explore, do things for myself. And it was great. I, I went, I took a, uh, a four class Spanish class and, it's weird how things happen like that. Again, these connections and mm -hmm. how they how they impact what's happening with you. So this one Spanish class, three of us are in there. You meet them, you have your class. That could be it. But we went out for lunch after this girl invited me to go to this fucking acro yoga class that she was doing. <laughs> Never done that before, by That's the way. Really cool. really cool, but like really difficult when you can't touch your toes. Yeah. So I went to that. You meet this other person there. And then I ended up 
chilling with them for a long time. Good friends found this other restaurant. Now I know that restaurant. Now I know the people, of the restaurant. That's where I go all the time. Now you, you interestingly make this community of people and it's all things that you can't fucking plan again, guys. Mm-hmm. You I have no idea. You weren't gonna... like, I want to meet this many people and target these like connections. Totally. You just went completely <laughs> and you fucking I'm met gonna hang people. Out at this bar. I'm, I'm going to hang out at this bar until I meet approximately five new connections <laughs> a week. Man, I, two I, restaurant owners. I was walking back from Spanish Cups to the park and these two people asked me to take their picture and then you just sit and talk with them for like an hour and this is a person that i'm still talking to on facebook sometimes like that's crazy yeah she can come to the bar when i'm working and hang out and it's just weird how these connections come into play right do you so so uh you're leaving to australia sure in a couple days yeah. do you want to talk about how this experience has kind of shaped your expectations or changed Completely. your expectations yeah um, but also and- how your pro trip even led to that because i know some of the people you yeah. met there and in colombia is the whole reason why this is even happening yeah, or, or yeah i i don't even know what's exactly sort of the, so, the reason behind the whole australia trip so, yeah yeah so um yeah the australia trip has a lot kind of behind it um so basically i guess we'll start with within colombia um I guess maybe a lot of good stories start with a girl, I guess. But there's a girl who came and stayed at the hostel that we just like hit it off right away. Had a really good connection with and we got to spend just one day together and then she left. Um and I had to go home as well. So I didn't see her. We had one amazing One day? day one day amazing together. Um and she f- continued traveling and I went home. Uh we messaged back and forth. She wanted me to stay. I was getting deported. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do that. So, um I message her when I get this pro opportunity. Look, I'm going to be down there. Is there any chance you're still in South America? I'd love to see you again. She's in Ecuador making her way down to Peru as we speak. She was. She's a traveler herself. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's done a fair bit of traveling. She's German um, and had been, you know, done the Southeast Asia and stuff like that. And that started, the start of her trip was when I met her in Colombia. And I'm reaching her at the end of her trip. So she's like, yeah, I'm coming down. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to happen. And she meets she wasn't even planning on coming to lima but like decided to give this a chance and see what was up she, she comes to my office one day and that was the second time i've seen her in my life and later that day i'm moving her into my apartment <laughs> crazy because wow. look she's traveling down she, she came here to see me i'm like cool stay at a hostel yeah you're gonna c- come stay in my apartment i guess that was her second date <laughs> she lived with me she for moved a in on the second day. date it's <laughs> crazy yeah and just you know, kind of went zero to a hundred real, real fast. Um, really, really good connection. Amazing girl. Um, and she, I'm actually moving to Australia with her now. Um, we're going for a lot of different reasons. We, she has some student debt. I need to work towards making some money, whether or not to come back here to do whatever I want to do. I also have considered doing my master's, um, which I need money for. You can get a good minimum wage in Australia. If you find the right stuff, we want to go do that. We want to, Still travel. We want to check off a couple dreams that we have on the list. One of them being getting a van and doing the Great Ocean Road, which would be amazing. Um, and also, we're just we're gonna give this a go. It's like so you're you, it's like you're dream hopping. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're you're progressing your life. You're finding a way to progress your life well, while checking things off on the be, way. Because I'm I couldn't I can't I can't be comfortable not doing both. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing one, I'm regretting not doing the other. Right. Well, these are all great lessons. That's a, that's a cool way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So cool that's perspective that, you know, he's kind of checking, but like, I mean, he's not sort of letting one thing sit in the back of his mind. You know, what if you're checking them both off? I'm trying to, off it's, at it's, the same time. it's tough to do both. But like, again, that's, 
that's the right what I was getting out of Colombia because I was working, I was getting construction experience, I was working on my Spanish, I was learning how to manage the hostel, seeing what all this would take. Like I, I got to get a bit of that uh, out of that, and I get this opportunity to go to Peru and do something I've always wanted to do, progress my career that way. Well, also I got to see and travel Peru. I got to go to Machu Picchu. I got to camp in the Amazon and fucking swim with dolphins and piranhas and shit like that. Very, very lucky. So if I wasn't just, if I was just traveling, I'd be stressing about not moving forward in other ways. And if I was sitting just like moving forward and not seeing other things and then learning new stuff, I would be stressing about that. So this is a way that I've been able to sort of ease everything and kind of get a bit of both. But doing all this traveling has also helped you realize that, you know, uh, exploring and doing all the stuff that you're doing as well it's um, it's leading to connections it, it's yeah well yeah. yeah it's leading to connections but it's also like uh you you are moving forward at the same time you know it's, you've changed your perspective yeah, like on so, it yeah. that, that you're not uh that you're not just sort of escaping and traveling and yeah. stuff you you now consider that as like uh you like you're moving forward um and yeah but and everything and that, again that's a perspective though you you that's the way you we choose. look at it you can choose to look at it that way mm-hmm. there's other people that will look at the exact same thing that you're doing or we're doing mm-hmm. in a completely different light and it'll make us feel like we're not doing the right things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Freaky. Um, but that does not matter. It does not matter. You got to put your horse blinders on. Like, it is, they run. It, they don't look at the other horses, man. Like, if you, if in your perspective, you're progressing, you've met a great girl, yeah. you have all these opportunities, experiences, and your career is progressing. You're no ahead or further or behind on any scale because you're not on a typical scale so what do you compare yourself to that's what's hard right and all these things you've been able to do because of connections that have come from traveling that have come from being open being open to opportunities and honest yeah that's that's been the biggest part of it man like, communicating to the universe what you want i want exactly this. So, i want to do this so listen to this this is before i met this girl um this is when the, the idea i wanted to start doing this podcast that started to really stew in my brain as something i was kind of passionate about i really wanted to do and I hadn't told anyone. This is at a point where I'm still very, very insecure. I'm very nervous about mentioning things like this because it's not conventional. It's not standard. Like, I don't know. And it, it, I just felt weird about it, even though you definitely shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And if it's something you're passionate about, I'll always bring it up because the second you start talking about it with people, you're going to find places that you align with them and places for collaboration. So that's I brought it up to her. I hadn't told anyone. I told her. And she's like, I love podcasts. I think that's a great idea. And we started talking about all these things and why we like it and what about it. And that's one of the places where we got our first connection. Wow. And, and that was uh, started with me being honest with myself and with other people. And that's, again, what's amazing about with traveling with people. You don't know them. They only see you as who you are right now. It's a little easier to be honest with these people. True. And feel not scared about it because you don't even know if you're going to see them again. So just only be, it's so much easier just, just to be, be yourself, honest and be yeah. yourself. Like, and that's a lot harder when you come back here. And all these people who know you have your fronts whole life. to manage. You have people's perceptions that it, that uh, you have to manage those. Exactly, and yeah. it's totally stressful. And especially when you don't feel the way they're looking at you is the right way that you are. And now you're feeling like you're being put in a box in another way. Oh, I should. Ch- I need to change it, but, but I, I, it, it just gets stressful. Just don't do anything for other people. Exactly. One of the like that's the thing. I've always been this person who would, in a sec. It's a lot easier for me to like put my own shit aside and just help you. That's kind of what the. Columbia thing was too. I got yeah. to, I put everything aside. I was like, if I help you, I know that's I know that's a good thing. It was an honorable thing. It's a productive thing, and I'm making a good impact. But I'm not working on myself. The best thing you can do for people is to be that shining beacon and, and show that like I'm really trying. I'm trying, and I'm going through shit and dealing with it, and showing that you're gonna survive and you're okay, and that you're gonna come out on the other side and just to break through that wall. And you can inspire the people that way. You don't inspire the people by 
helping them directly, but by being that beacon that they can see and relate to. Well, it's all come to this. You're leaving for Australia. Um, and again, by, by when we sat down the second time you got back from South America, yeah. we had one of the most, I was actually so hungover. I, was, I didn't have an inhibition in the yeah. world. You were just inhibitionless, yeah. I guess, from all yeah. this travel. Yeah. We had the most open and honest conversation. We broke everything down and it was refreshing. Yeah. It was, and, that was a huge, that was big. For and me. you know, we left that conversation and neither of us was like envious or grass is greener it was just pure understanding. It yeah. was like, I know what you've done. I know what it took to get there. I know the ups and the downs. That makes sense. And you know what I'm doing with the business. You know what I've done, you know the ups and the downs. We both know that both is achievable and we'll, we'll, inter, we'll have all these experiences in our lives and stuff like that. It was a great chat. And then we also chatted about this podcast yeah. and how with your perspective, with your, with your uh, travels coming up, this is a perfect opportunity to collaborate yeah. To work, you want to start up a podcast? We have everything going. We got the tools. We'll help We're you edit. Talking about the same things, man. We, yeah, yeah, we'll like. help you get things going. And uh, just the the fact that you're the person that you are, you're going to meet some insane people. Even your girlfriend. I, I want to hear what she has yeah. to say about meeting this Canadian kid, <laughs> about being a German girl that decided to move to uh, Peru. Out of nowhere, like yeah, can you make that one of your first episodes? Yeah, yeah, I should do that. Segments and just talk yeah. with your girlfriend. I want to hear all about that story. Mm -hmm. Or uh, and then after that, any person that like like if you were back at that hostel, there would have been twenty people you probably could have interviewed. Yeah. And um, so many people doing things. So many people starting mm -hmm. journeys, starting trying to figure things out. This guy just bought a plot of land and is figuring out as well, trying to make this. Imagine, imagine listening to. If I can forget that guy's name every time. Pinto or Hinti. Hinti. That's. <laughs> I can't wait when I'm not illegal there again. I'm gonna go back and I'd, I'd love to hear. To, I wanted talk. to do yeah. the podcast, man, because what you, a fucking story, man! You ate shit for fucking yeah, you, like a year. Yeah, you ate absolute Colombian shit. Yeah, and uh, you push pushed through. through. What, what does it feel like now? What's the perspectives going backwards? So Chris is the portal to these people, and that's why hopefully we are going to get his perspective and his and his ability to make connections mm -hmm. to to get some really cool content out for everyone. Yeah, I want to meet these people. I want to see what they're doing. I want to know what their journeys are, how they're going from where they've been to where they're going and where they want to be, not generally where they think they should be, but where they want to be and how we can get them there and how we can collaborate. Like He's like uh, he's like the field reporter, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. We're, we're in the basement here and then Chris is out there doing all the exploring and yeah. getting all the and stuff. Travis, can you hear me? <laughs> it's going right. Yeah. Um, no, it's... Uh, yeah, it's perfect too that it's also Robbie's clone. So it's like, yeah. you know, there's Robbie's clone correspondent yeah. elsewhere in the world and you got your local Robbie here. Yeah, yeah. Your, your distance <laughs> Robbie. Um, but fuck, what was I going to say? We forgot. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's what we can hope to accomplish. I think... Uh, you, you, got anything, you got anything else you want to um, touch in that... Touch on that we missed it all. Yeah. Touch in, touch on. We, we, we hit a lot of different <laughs> stuff. Basically, the only other thing I maybe want to say is uh, this whole Australia thing. I wouldn't have been able to do this without the past two years of experience. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a pretty freaky thing just to go. I'm going expecting to go for like a year, but having had those past two experience of going somewhere alone and not really knowing anything, and being able to make a life like. I, in Peru, it was really, really great. I got to do some music and stuff there, and I met this guy. We hosted an open mic at the bar that we worked at, and met Rad. this girl who's a photographer. I got to do some photo shoots with her. I met this other girl who we jammed. We did a live show. With, like Things just happen as long as you're putting yourself in these opportunities and being open to it and receptive and not being a gigantic asshole, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great point. So 
what I have no inhibitions or fear about going to this new country with not many connections because I've been able to make it work and I'm excited to make it work again. I'm excited to see see where I can make it work, see what connections, what collaborations I can make happen. And it's it's one of the first times in a long time I felt really excited about the future as opposed to kind of freaked out and terrified as I was when I came back from Colombia. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. That's a good way. Good I think way that's a good it. way to sign off. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully you'll be hearing from from hopefully me not a little deported. bit more. Yeah, and hopefully not <laughs> deported. I almost got deported in Peru too. Should I overstay my visa there? Um, um, which was like really difficult on the application for my Australian visa. They're like, "Have you ever been deported?" And I was like, "Do I lie? Do I lie? Is this going to be the make or break thing?" Like, I had to. So like, did you? No, lie? I said yes, and I they give you like five hundred characters to explain it, which like uh, okay. kind of tough, but like I made it happen. Um, yeah, so hopefully you'll be hearing from me. I'm going to be going around talking to interesting people, getting their views in the world, getting their views on what it's like to be at this stage in their lives and what they view as valuable, whether that be experience, worldwide travel, work experience, how they're making things happen. From uh, the other side of the planet. From the other side of the world, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about I'm stoked this. as well. Um, I'm stoked for your trip, too. Thanks, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We might visit. Uh, as I said, my Please sister's do. getting married to an Australian dude. Holla. Um, I'd love to get I'm back mate. there. Yeah. So, well, like again, uh, Robbie and I, we have our equivalent stuff going on. We're we're launching um, into music a bit more than Fantastic. we ever thought we would before, and uh, it, it involved communicating that to you, Chris. Yeah. And you linking us up with uh, pr producers, connections, and big connect all connections, there. and I realized that no harm comes from telling people. What you're doing and what, what you, you want what to do. you want to do because yeah. even if you don't know if that's what you want to do yet or, or sorry you you're not like totally settled you're like yeah. this is what I want to do I yeah. want to do it some guy will tell you about it he'll say yeah. well I got a guy you could talk yeah. to if you he's who's doing it like you just gotta hit the ball to them they'll hit it back man it's it's that's the scariest thing but it's also the easiest thing to do be honest be open don't, don't paint yourself in a picture that's gonna be a prison for you. Um, as you think so should you become framing is a thing you can do for your benefit for jobs and stuff like that sure but again just no one being honest is a benefit and if you don't have a front to put up you don't have to maintain anything it takes a word. load off you it is so much easier i used, I, I used to be a pretty good liar I'm, i can lie you I'm could well good. i wouldn't say you'd lie but you I could don't. you could frame things I could, yeah sure like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, you yeah. could you could paint a picture. You could paint a picture. It's not like you'd be like, uh, that chair is red when it was actually mm. green and be like, I just lied to that guy. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. it's like if you wanted someone to believe this about you, you could mm -hmm. paint that. Yeah. And a lot of people are experts at that yeah. with social media and stuff. But <laughs> on that note, it, these are all incredible topics. Yeah. We'll try to break them down in the future. And Robbie and sure I, thing. on the next episode, we're going to actually reflect on the last four episodes. We're going to update our lives and uh kind of and because this is a progression yeah, yeah and people want to see this i think this is important i love that you guys are doing this because you're starting from ground zero right and you're showing what the process is and what shit you're going through what amazing things happening like this is something that i find so interesting and what i think people want to listen to man like this is what i would have wanted to listen to the progression people i don't want to just see the finished product no show me the struggle the struggle is what's real so robbie and i started at that base and we were hoping this podcast was our open and honest projection to people this is what we're doing we got to figure it out and what what we're going to try and do along the way is incorporate what we've learned from these interviews and sort of put them in our lives and yeah, you know, you uh, see the put, results, put them in our, see what happens, see what see, works, see what happens, mm -hmm. see what goes. And then 
reflect on them for there. So we can tell the people like, hey, we tried this. We talked to Ben and he said this and we've been trying a bit more of that. We talked to Chris. He said that we're doing this in our business. We're doing mm -hmm. this in our that that we learned from this chat. And then hopefully come a year from now, whether you're following along and, and watch the progression, you can see what works, what doesn't work. We can reflect back and you can say, hey, this, this is what a year can do for people being open and honest, talking to people and following their dreams. Anything's possible. And you're trying one shit at a time. You're doing 1% every day. Right. But you can't do much more than that. You can't expect to go from right here to 100 right away. You got to eat some shit along the way, as your buddy eat, Inte will tell you. Eat some fucking Inte. shit. Inte, yeah. Um, but on that note, I guess uh, we'll wrap up this. Uh, Robbie and I will probably do an outro sure after yeah. the fact. But uh, hopefully you'll be see, you'll be hearing more from uh, Christoph, <laughs> yeah. uh, Christopher in the future. And uh, see you yeah, later. Man. Thanks for having later, me. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. I look forward man. to future collaborations. Sounds good, baby. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, if you can hear our voice right now, what the fuck that was? If you're listening to our voice right now, I guess you do like it raw, long and dirty. <laughs> um, and you know, as always, if you liked it, like we need the feedback. Give us some fucking feedback. Give us feedback. We'll give you feed. We'll feed back some episodes. <laughs> and all you gotta do is give us feedback uh and also tell your friends about us be and inclusive. be inclusive tell everyone not just not just your friends not just young women attractive women <laughs> tell everyone you know tell everyone that, you know get the that, word out tell that homeless guy that hangs outside your office i want him to know about it um and as well um take a look at the show notes yeah so show notes have a breakdown of the episode tidbits quotes nudes and links can all be found there um and uh next episode coming up as we said it's going to be really cool it's going to be robbie and i just doing a reflection a summary of the last four episodes all the people we've talked to how we're going to apply what they said to our life and then we'll check in i think every two months we said we're going to check in and see how it's affecting our lives also we were just at a gary v conference and he fired us up i think we're going to include some of the stuff he said in fired our next us episode the fuck up. yeah we're fired up as you can tell I'm fired up. I need to calm down. I just had a coffee. Everyone there was so fired up. They just want to connect. I need to relax. It was something. As well, stay tuned for the giveaway. Yeah. We like to do fun things, and we want you to come along and do fun stuff with us. So Only some of you, though. Select group. <laughs> Slim Jim 101. Slim Jim 101. Shout out John Cena John 420. Cena. We want to play that music. Please, please, please enter this next giveaway, whatever we just, however we decide to launch it, because we want you to go do extreme sports with us. <laughs> <laughs> you almost caught yourself there, giving it away. All right. Anyway, see you next, next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.